Hello everyone and welcome back to Kai's weekly playlist and today we're going to have a little bit of conversation with a heavier topic and in this podcast today I will tell you all about G20 2022 yes I know it hasn't happened but I was wishing that you'll still be interested in today's podcast so let's just start what is g20 so g20 is from the official website a multilateral multilateral platform to connect the world's major developed and emerging economies and aims to secure future global economic growth and prosperity it is formed in 1999 originally a meeting for minister of finance and governor for central bank However, G20 is more of a discussion between countries because it is born from the failure of G7 to solve global economic problem and that G20 aims to stop the global economic problem. It aims to do something that G7 fails. So, what are this global economic problem? This includes 2008 crisis, tax policy, and also the recent handling of COVID-19 outbreaks. So for example, the distribution of vaccines and a lot of other things. And G20 also includes middle-income countries, whereas G7 only includes like developed economies like Germany and other big countries. So of course the members are more diverse so yeah most of them are from asia so there is us argentina brazil australia canada mexico turkey indonesia south korea japan china germany britain india saudi arabia south africa italy france russia and the european union of course the countries could still invite others so for example south korea once invited singapore and interestingly spain is the only permanent invitee so yeah spain is not a member of g20 but spain still participates in every summits g20 also represents around 65 percent of the world population 79% of global trade and at least 85% of the world economy. Now, there are two channels in G20. The first one, obviously, is the financial track. And as its name suggests, it's to handle monetary issues and financial states. And there's also a Sherpa track which helps to prepare things to be discussed in the summit. We will learn more about Sherpa track later in the podcast. Now, what are G20 objectives? A. Policy coordination between its members in order to achieve global economic stability and sustainable growth. B. To promote financial regulations that reduce risks and prevent future financial crises and C. To create a new international financial architecture. How does G20 work? 
Let's find out. So, how does G20 work? Well, in simpler words, the presidency rotates and works within a troika. So the countries are put into groups, each with three or four members, and negotiate the positions for the troika. So, what is a troika? Troika is essentially countries that arranges which will become the leader first. So, for example, last year it's in Rome, right? So, Italia is the presidency in 2021. And this year we're gonna have it in Indonesia, and next year in India. So, those three form the Troika. The first being Italy, the second being Indonesia, and the third being India. And what's interesting is that G20 have no permanent staff. So, you know Sherpas, right? The one that I mentioned before? Well, they're actually part of the staff. Sherpas are selected personally by the country as representatives, and there are only one for each of them. They help to coordinate the agenda, seek consensus, and have pre-summit consultations. Other meetings of G20, aside from summits, are ministerial and deputies meetings, and also working groups. Now, how about the previous G20 meetings? Where are they held? Well, we'll need to travel around the world to see. The first summit is held in Washington DC in US in 2008, then in London in UK, then Pittsburgh, then Toronto, then Seoul in South Korea, then Keynes in France, then Los Cabos in Mexico, then St. Petersburg in Russia, then Brisbane in Australia, then Antalya in Turkey, then Huangzhou in China, then Hamburg in Germany, then Buenos Aires in Argentina, then Osaka in Japan, then Riyadh in Arab, then Rome in Italia, and this year we're gonna have it in Indonesia. Next year, in 2023, we will have it in India. Now, can anyone guess where in Indonesia will the summit be held? Does anyone want to have a guess? So we all know that the G20 2022 is held in Indonesia, but where exactly is it? Well, it is held in two convention centers in Nusa Dua, Bali, Indonesia, from 15 to 16 November 2022. Yes, as I state, I am quite well aware that it hasn't happened yet, but it's still quite interesting that we are really anticipating the summit. The theme this year is to recover together, recover stronger. Then what are the targets, what are the aims that this year's summit wants to achieve? First of all, we want to strengthen the partnership environment. 
greater productivity, increased durability and stability, ensure sustainable and inclusive growth, stronger global collective leaderships. Then, what are the discussions? First, we address how developed countries can help developing countries in healing their economy from the effects of spillover exit policy. Then, we need to deal with the scaring effect to productivity and long-term growth increase. Then there's also payment in digital era. Then risks in transitioning to low carbon economy. Financially support women, small businesses, or startups, and used with open banking. And the last one is international taxes and the implementation of base erosion and profit shifting, or BEPS. But what makes it even more attractive about the G20 Summit in Indonesia is actually its logo. So if you can't see the logo, either it's in Google or Pinterest, well, you can see how just how unique, how beautiful the motive is. So the logo resembles a tendril of a plant representing the opportunity to grow and be part of the solution as well as Indonesia contributing to become a bridge builder. And what is a bridge builder? Well, bridge builders are people who create relationships that cut across the lines of conflict. So, well, they stop conflict from becoming even bigger by building relationships. And also, one thing to note is that the color of the Indonesian flag, red and white, is implemented into the logo. So the background is white, but the tendril of a plant, it's more of a fan in my opinion, is actually red. And not only this is the identity of Indonesia, it also shows the enthusiasm and spirit of recovery. The wayang-like mountain silhouette also have the batik motifs. It is one culture of Indonesia that is really special. It displays the urge to become useful for others. And the dark blue color you see in the text, well, it symbolizes the hue of the sea, meaning that Indonesia is a maritime country. It also represents the countries Indonesia wants to embrace, such as small islands in the middle of a vast oceans. Well, we reached the end line now, but before that, I want to share with you some of my personal opinions. So, we've come to an end of our session. What do you think? Are you interested in G20? For me, I am. Mostly, it's because it's important and also difficult to solve one country's economic problem, let alone the world's. And to think that they have this democratic relationship and also the rotating presidency, I think that, well, they do deserve the respect. In addition, this year's G20 summit is in Indonesia, where I come from. 
So of course I will be proud. No, well I cannot say how happy I am to know that news because just proud is an understatement. And I'm really shocked to find out that actually the symbol of G20 is, you know, made by the youth of my country. Like, I never thought that it could be that creative, that it could represent the ideology and also the identity of Indonesia so well. I really do hope that this year's theme, which is, hold on, to recover together, recover stronger, would help to solve all the discussions and all the conflicts that are planned to be discussed in the summit. Well, let's see. There's still a long way until 15 and 16 November, but until that time, let's show our anticipation and our support. Thank you everyone, and see you in the next podcast. This is Kayla, and have a great day.